Does your dog do? Well, we've got the fantastic Amory Waylon Mogg. We're talking about her book, A Dog Like Me, A Shelter Dog's Journey to Finding His Forever Home. It is such a heartwarming and wonderful book. And I'm just so excited. All right. So does your dog do? First of all, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, of course, my dog does. I have five dogs. They all do something, but <laughs> I'll focus on one. Um, our husky Lobo, he's a rescue, and um, he walks around with a blanket in his mouth Aww. everywhere he goes, up and down the stairs. He goes outside in the backyard with it. And, you know, we'll try to give him a blanket so he doesn't steal everybody's blanket. But no, he wants to steal everybody's blanket especially if you're sleeping he'll take those covers right off of you but you know the cute thing about it is he's this huge husky and here he is walking around with a baby blanket like and it's so cute but you know it's great because in the animal world there's no judgment you know no there's no shame or anything the other dogs aren't making fun of him or anything but um it's just really cute we try to like you know when he goes for a walk, he can't bring the blanket. But um, <laughs> it's really cute. And he actually is one of the characters in my book. Um, he is Lobo now, but we adopted him. And his his name used to be Bradley Pooper. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, because he has these gorgeous blue eyes like Bradley Cooper. Um, so, yeah, he was a kennel mate of Blue. Oh, wow. And Blue is the main character in Blue this story. Is the main character, yes. Which is wonderful. And we're going to jump in in a moment. I have to ask you what I ask every guest at the beginning of each episode. When did your love of dogs begin? You know, that question is easy because I just, I think I was born loving dogs. I think it's part of my genetic makeup and just always had a dog growing up. And we used to visit my Aunt Lucy all the time. She had a ton of dogs. And each dog was unique in its own way. Like one would be three-legged, one would be blind, one would have no tail. And I just thought to myself, like, this is how I want my life to be when I grow up and being an adult. I want to be surrounded by dogs all the time. So that's why we have five dogs. I love that. My my husband's like, I love dogs, but two is enough. And I'm like, really? I could have more. Well, that's <laughs> that is a the lot. problem. That's the problem. My husband and I both feel the same way. So, you know, <laughs> you need someone in control to be like, no more, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to talk about your wonderful book. Now, this is a children's book and it's so well done and it's so heartfelt, oh, has such a great you. message. So, and this is a true story of a husky yeah. named Blue. Blue's original owner uh, brought him to a shelter when he was a year old and he luckily got taken out of there into a husky rescue. And that's where he met Bradley Pooper. Yes. <laughs> uh, two labs, Diesel and Cassidy, Wilford and Old Bassett Hound, and two pit bulls, Mama and Zeus. And I don't want to give away the story. I just want to say that it really is about loving who you are, accepting who you are, and having faith that people or other dogs are, are going to love you. Um, what made you think of the story? Well, first of all, it kind of evolved. Um, at first, I wanted to do a story because, you know, Blue, it was like a year and a half and he was, you know, in a kennel now, in safe from a shelter, but um, he was starting to regress and, 
he would get adopted and returned within 24 hours, which you've got to give a dog more time than that. Right. What did they say when they returned him? What were the kind of excuses? <laughs> it was It was all different things that, you know, like it was not what they expected. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, will go to adopt a dog thinking immediately it's going to, you know, feel comfortable in your house and it's just not going to be the dog is afraid and doesn't know where he is and all those things. You need to really give it a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, he, I was getting afraid that he wasn't going to get adopted. So me being an artist, I'm like, what could I do? How could I get this out to the public? And I was like, I'm going to do a book. I'm going to write a book about him and someone's going to fall in love with him and adopt him. And, um, you know, it kind of evolved into, I wanted to see how the dog is really thinking, like maybe I can think of becoming a little bit more special and someone will want me. And it just evolved from there. And, you know, it evolved into like two stories in one, like teaching about the journey of a shelter dog and also teaching people that, you know, to be themselves and just being yourself is good enough. So mm -hmm. um, it really told two things, which, you know, it really turned out to be a good story. And yeah, it great, really is. Yeah. And I'm so glad he got adopted. Um, well, you know, too. he actually got adopted before I finished the book. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And um, the people that have him now, like, they were so excited about the book coming out and everything. And, you know, they're really great because they keep us in the loop of his progress. He's doing amazing. They actually adopted another husky after that. It's just everything is just so good. So good. Oh, I'm so glad. And they renamed him Odin? Correct. Yep. He I like that Odin. name. Yeah, he is Odin now. And he's living his best life. He's on a couch. That's what we like to hear here on Dog Eared. I love how Blue had an idea, quote, what if I were a trained dog or had a special talent that all could see, then maybe someone would want to adopt me. And I love the rhyming in the book. He starts asking questions. What about if I was a show dog or a police dog or search and rescue? I perform tricks and uh, you know, in all in a wonderful, rhymy way. And his dog friends reassure him that, no, someone's going to love you. I was so glad that that message came out, too, that um, you just be yourself and someone will love you. And um, those dogs are pretty amazing, too. Wilford, Zeus, Mama, Cassidy, and Diesel. Diesel did get adopted, too. But those other guys are still there in the kennel. Anybody interested? <laughs> now, where, now, tell us about this kennel. Um, okay. This kennel is run by an amazing person. Um, her name is Kathleen Cowie. It's Phonab Kennels. And it's really a kennel that is for, you know, um, when people go on vacation. But um, she helps out a couple of the rescues. And then a couple of those dogs actually were belonged to people that said they were going on vacation and never returned. Yes. So she is beyond an amazing person. And I have to say, like, my experience of, like, work volunteering with the rescues has been amazing. I've met the most amazing people. It just, they really, their hearts are in it. They work so hard for these dogs. It's just amazing. Oh, that's so nice. Well, I, I, I'm a Pitbull fanatic. So immediately, I was so happy to see Zeus and Mama, but also sad that they were there. How old are they? I'm like, I can, I can work on my husband a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're beautiful. 
They are the beautiful dogs. Mama, I think, is like, she's got to be about four. Um, and Zeus is a little older. I think he may be about seven, eight, you know. So, but yeah, she is amazing. When these dogs had nowhere else to go, you know, and she's just really amazing. And we go and visit them every once in a while, too, just to, you know, they don't take us back there anymore, but we'll drop off like toys or treats or whatever. But amazing people. Amazing. Now, you did all the artwork for the book. Correct. Yes. It's beautiful. Talk to oh, us about when you. you first got interested in art. My mom is an artist. Oh. So um, when she was doing art shows, when we, my sister and I were little girls, you know, she would be at the art show. We were bored. We would sit there and draw all day. So um, I would say forever. <laughs> I've been drawing forever. <laughs> so... <laughs> I actually am an artist by profession. I work in the fashion industry. Um, I am a graphic artist for, um, I do children's clothing. Oh, neat. Um, doing the Disney license. But um, at night, I come home and I draw all night. So um, that's how the book developed. And that's probably why it took so long to get out there. Because um, I'm doing it after hours. Well, you did an amazing job. Tell us about your yeah, five you. dogs. You mentioned Lobo. Tell us about the other four. Okay, so we have another husky named Storm, Ooh, and she's name. she's the one that probably started my obsession with with huskies. Um, you know, I fell in love with her immediately, and you know, I was so in love with that breed that it made me start reaching out to you know husky rescues, and that's how I got involved. You know, um, I got involved with first doing adoption events, meet and greet. And then um, they were like, well, you're an artist, right? So can you do some art for us? So I started doing some art and, um, you know, I was, they made Christmas cards out of them. Oh, nice. And um, they still do them now. They, each year they repeat it and, you know, through the rescue, they sell them and, you know, whatever they make, great. You know, so, um, but that's Storm. And then we have a little rescue that she's like um, Scout. She is like, she's tough as nails. She's the littlest one. She rules the roost. And she is a mix of like probably a million things. She is a little bit, I think, pit bull, a little chow, a little shepherd, a little, a little of everything. And she's a real cutie. Um, she follows you all around the house, wherever you go. Aww. And then we got a big guy. We got Goofy. He is a Newfoundland. Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. He's like 200 pounds. And, um, you know, he lays around the house pretty much. So he's, you know, that's a, a new for you. And then we got Heidi. Heidi is a German Shepherd. Ooh. So um, did I get all of them? Yeah. Heidi's our German Shepherd. Yeah, she's the oldest one, and she's the alpha girl. She's the queen of the house. So, yeah, that's all of them. Does your family include a dog or a cat? Would you like to be better educated on how to advocate for their health naturally? Then why not check out all of the amazing resources on naturallyhealthypets.com? Dr. Judy Morgan is a trusted advisor and a regular guest here on the Dog-Eared Podcast. She has over 38 years experience as an integrative veterinarian, acupuncturist, chiropractor, food therapist, 
author, speaker, podcast host, and owner of Dr. Judy Morgan's Naturally Healthy Pets. Dr. Judy's goal is to change the lives of pets by educating and empowering pet parents just like you in the use of natural healing therapies and minimizing the use of chemicals, vaccinations, and poor quality processed food. Head on over to naturallyhealthypets.com where you'll discover healthy product recommendations, comprehensive courses, the Naturally Healthy Pets podcast, informative blogs, upcoming events, and so much more. Again, that's naturallyhealthypets.com, the place to learn how to give your pet the vibrant life that they deserve. Now, I don't know that much about Huskies. What, what are their personalities like? Huskies are not for everybody. Um, and I think that's the, the biggest problem. And um, I think that's why there's so many in the shelter right now is because, you know, everybody's like, oh, those blue eyes. Um, they're very pretty. But then when people get them home, they're very, very active. And they're, they're thinkers. So they're escape artists. So and they're always up to something. I feel like they're always thinking about, okay, how can I get out of here? You know, like, what can I get myself into? They're diggers. Um, they have a high prey drive, a lot of them. Um, they're very active, very active. Um, and they're very silly dogs. I love them because they have a really funny personality. You never know what they're going to be up to. They're, you know, and they're how they're very quiet other than when they want to speak and howl. Um, but they're not for everybody. And I think that's why, you know, people don't realize what they're getting themselves into when they get a husky. And definitely, and I've seen it many times at the rescue. Mm-hmm get a high fence, right? They climb those high fences like they're nothing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like six foot fence. Yeah. Chain link fence, high, high fence. They climb them. Yeah. So yeah, I would say definitely a high fence and you know, they need to be kind of monitored during that stage. <laughs> I have cameras watching the dogs. So yeah, exactly. Cause one of our Husky used to like tour the neighborhood, you know, she's gotten out a couple of times. And we would be like, I don't understand how she got out. Everything's secure. And we would find like she like would find a nook or something that was like hidden behind a shed and be able to get out. And I'm like, they're unbelievable. Oh, my unbelievable. gosh. We yeah. had a Sutter Shepherd mix, Bobo, who was such an angel. And he would, I swear he could like flatten himself out. When we first got him, it was so terrible because we had to give him these eardrops. And it's like, ugh. You don't, you know, when you, you want the dog to come into your house and feel safe and not be like immediately putting something in them, you know, and he hated it. And he would just somehow flatten himself and almost liquefy and get under this bed that was very low. We're like, I don't know how I did that. Or he'd get under the fence where you're like, I don't know how he did that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Like right now. I about that in a long time. <laughs> right now we're, we see, we, which we have to take care of over the weekend, we see like they've been digging by the fence. So are they trying to visit the neighbors? Um, we need to do something, maybe put a two by four there or something. Yeah, definitely always checking our, um, you know, the, the surrounding fence to make sure it is secure for a husky. Right. <laughs> do they shed? Um, you know, <laughs> in this house, <laughs> I, um, it's hard to tell, I, you know, who's the worst. You know, they're all long haired. 
So I, you know, I guess it's a combination of, you know, who's the worst one. Um, Lobo, I probably would say, is the worst one because he's a um, he's a woolly husky, so he's got long hair. Um, yeah, so his hair is everywhere. Yeah, hair is all, everywhere. So with a husky, you have to keep them. You got to get out. You've got to walk them. You got to get yes. them exercise. You got to. So how do you do walk all five? I can't imagine at once, especially with the new fear. How do you do that? Yeah, it has to be split up, and um, you know that sometimes gets a little crazy. Because like even on the weekends, we will be, they know on the weekends, we got to start our weekend with Starbucks, you know, the pup cup. So they all know it. They all know when it's Saturday morning and, you know, we have to split them up like, okay, who's coming? You know, we take three and, you know, the following day we'll take the other two. So, (laughs) you know, that's a little crazy getting out of the house. But yeah, like even with anything, we have to like split it up, you know, because they're big dogs too. So Oh, yeah. Now, are Huskies affectionate at all? Storm is, you know, she's affectionate, but on her terms. Right. That's you know what like I mean? Benji. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when she wants to, you know. But um, Lobo, he's definitely, you know, more affectionate. Actually, when we first brought him in, even though we had known him for a while and we were taking him out on the weekends to socialize him, once we decided to bring him into our house and adopt him, he was very standoffish. I mean, you couldn't stand over him. Everything was a threat to him. He was scared. And he is slowly evolving. And, you know, he now you can hug him. But I don't think that's like a husky thing. I think it's more because he was in a shelter. He was in a kennel for almost two years. I, you know, he was returned probably four or five times. Um, Yeah, Um, that was the same with Blue returned about four or five times all the same thing after 24 hours um actually somebody returned him because they said it didn't get along with their raccoon i'm like okay you had a raccoon okay (laughs) i doubt they told the shelter that i I mean when i got all of my dogs have been from shelters and if we already have a dog you bring the dog you have to meet the dog you want to get Mm-hmm. I, I'm doubting they brought the raccoon. I'm good. I think if they brought the <laughs> raccoon up, they'd be like, excuse me. But yeah, that's something I've never heard. No, before. that that actually was an adoption through the rescue. And no, there was no mention of a raccoon until they brought it back. Oh <laughs> brought him gosh. back. Yeah, we were like, I don't know if any dog would really get along with a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, it's really important to, I think for people when they're looking for dogs to know what they're getting into and, and to research the dog and the type of dog and are they active? Are they a couch potato? So you don't end up traumatizing the poor dog more by bringing, exactly. you know, it's a lot exactly. to go in and go out. And, you know, we had gotten two lab brothers and I'll tell you, it, <laughs> they were completely untrained. They just would run through the house so fast. They'd scare my daughter because they were so big and, the next day, my husband was like, I don't think this is going to work. And I said, we are not bringing those dogs back. We are figuring this out. And it took a long time. And eventually, and I've never shared this story because I'm always afraid I'm going to be judged. But they were kind of like one dog. They, they were so connected. And the, the people who had them before never socialized them. So they would see another dog. And Milo would start growling in Benji's face. And then Benji, they'd be like, you know, completely insane. Every, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. And we got like three different trainers in and they all said, you know what? 
I don't know if all trainers feel this way, but they said it's not good to have siblings because especially siblings like this who are never socialized, they kind of become one dog. And they like, I remember we would try to walk Milo separately or Benji's. They would cry and they were lost. They were completely, but it was too much. But then it ended up, they couldn't really be in the world if they stayed together because they were just too connected. And so all the the trainers we work with said, I know it sounds awful, but they're going to be both better off if you rehome one. I know it sounds mean, but it's better. And we were like, oh, God, it sounds so awful. Mm-hmm. And so we found a lab rescue and they found Milo a place and he's it's perfect. He's got oh, two lab brothers. There's no kids. He gets tons of attention. He used to sit on Benji's head. He would move him out of the way. He would growl on his face. Like it just wasn't fair to Ben. And then Benji right. just like blossomed. Because if we had brought them back, the, the shelter thought they were doing a good thing, keeping them together. But I guarantee they would have gotten taken back over and over again. Right, right. So, well, that was the, kind of the same thing that happened when we brought Lobo in. I mean, um, you know, him being a male and our Newfoundland being a male, it wasn't pretty at first. I mean, they were trying to go for each other. And I told my husband, I'm like, you know, I don't think this is going to work. Um, and I really don't want to... Um, you know, live in a house where you're like, okay, lock this door, the other one's coming through, you know, and all that and trying to keep them separated. I just don't want to, you know, it's not fair to anybody. Um, And my husband was like, no, 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 this is going to work. This is going to work. And I was really doubtful. And, you know, it worked, it took time. And, um, you know, they live all, you know, we're not keeping them separated. They all live together happily. So um, it just took a lot. It just took a lot of time. It took a lot of time. So when did the book come out? Again, a dog like me. The book came out in October. Um, Yeah. And it's on Amazon. And it's also on um, barnesandnoble.com. So it's both those. I was looking at the reviews. It's getting some great responses. Yeah, it's been very it's been very exciting you know like I've been wanting to write a book for quite a long time and um I was like this time you know because I wanted to do it for blue um I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and you know I really started to feel like people are like sure you're gonna do it it's been a long time (laughs) but um I was determined and the hardest part was when I draw I draw like you could see behind me um yeah it's beautiful I draw huge pictures like even for this book, the the pictures are huge, and then I have to try to scan them into the computer. So it's like a million scans to get like that one thing in. But um, so it did take a while, but I'm so glad I did it. It definitely was a goal of mine. What do you hope people take away from the book? I hope that people take away from the book that they um, two things: one, that they really do start to realize. Um, Because I, I, you know, like you always know about shelter dogs. Right. And then I didn't really realize, you know, the challenge that they face until I really got involved with the rescues, you know. Um, So I really hope people take away that it is really a challenge for these dogs to to get adopted. Um, That's one. And the other one I really would like the message to get across about the book is that, you know, to accept yourself for who you are and not try to be anything but yourself um, and that people will love you for you, not for, you know, being 
a special talent or whatever. Just be yourself. That's the the two messages I would like to, you know, if anything came out of it. Yeah, well, it's a wonderful book. Again, A Dog Like Me, A Shelter Dog's Journey to Finding His Forever Home. Anne-Marie, where do we get your book? On Amazon um, and also on barnesandnoble.com. Great. And where can we see pictures of your five dogs? <laughs> I want to see them all. <laughs> well, actually, um, you know, Scout, the little one, I'm actually in the midst of writing a book about her. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah. So that one, hopefully I'll get that out quicker than I did this one. <laughs> oh, you'll have to come back. <laughs> exactly. I will let you know. Super fun talking to you. Everybody keep coming Thank back you. to Dog Eared. Oh, sure. Also, while you're at Dog Ear, check out Health Power. I've been doing that show for 10 years. Lots of great wow. things for you to live your healthiest life. That helps you and your dog. Also, follow me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Lisa Davis MPH to see my good boys, both my current good boys and the original good boys, Bobo and Bailey. Thanks so much.